decision-making and problem-solving. Nobody really looks forward to going home tonight and making decisions. People very rarely enjoy making decisions, particularly big ones. That's why some people keep putting it off until circumstances force decisions to be made, and then often it's too late. Decisions, decisions. Living requires decision-making and choosing. The quality of our decisions impacts the achievements of our goals, the enjoyment of our life, and the future that we will enjoy or endure. Fortunately, most decisions are not large ones. But you'd think that with the incredible consequences of a poorly made decision, there would be a lot more available information and learning as a resource on this matter. Chances are you were told at school that we should make good decisions, but weren't shown how to. This is another gap that is to be made up in learning through life experience, otherwise called the school of hard knocks. Incidentally, those school colours are black and blue, and their cry is, ouch. Is it any wonder why no one really looks forward to that type of educational experience? A decision-making framework. The story is told of a famous US four-star general who was to cover for the resident five-star general while he went on his annual vacation. Things were going well until the day before the five-star general left. The huge weight of the role was now looming up in front of the younger, less experienced four-star general. In anticipation, he sought counsel from his mentor by asking him some key questions. How do I handle your role if something big really happens, he said. It's easy, said the five-star general. Just two words, son. Good decisions. Contemplating this abstract response, he wondered... But how do I make good decisions, sir? Easy, son, said the five-star general. Just one word, experience. Gathering his thoughts again, the younger general sought clearer counsel. Yes, but sir, how do I get experience? Quick came the reply. Two words, son, bad decisions. Poor decisions and their inevitable consequences do make a great teacher. But we don't have to go through a life of painful learning experiences. Take solace in the knowledge that all people make both good and bad decisions, because, after all, we're human. If you read biographies, you'll find all leaders and achievers have had their fair share of failures and poor outcomes. The difference, however, is that they didn't take these results as a stumbling block, but as a stepping stone to the future. They learnt their lessons very well. Remember, there is no such thing as failure. There is only a result. If we look to results and adjust where necessary, we will not affix a result to a person and call it a failure. This frees us emotionally to tackle the task rather than affixing the blame. OPM and OPE There is no doubt that experience gives us a basis from which we can make sound decisions and thereby have sound outcomes. The question then is similar to what the four-star general had. How do I find or develop the experience base for making such wise decisions? Some people will be familiar with the letters OPM and what they stand for. OPM means other people's money. Chances are you benefited from this in the past when you bought a car or your first home. Unless you paid for these items with cash, you borrowed money which belonged to someone else. Likewise, if you're inexperienced in decision-making, you can seek the counsel wisdom and insight from others with a longer life experience and a wider experience base. This is called Other People's Experiences, OPE. You can widen this further than the people you know by reading biographies and autobiographies.
This gives you a great insight not only on what others did, but oftentimes why they did it. You can then pick up on their thought processes, some of which will be quite useful to you. In the formal sense, Napoleon Hill advocated what he called a mastermind group made up of similar thinking people where they could help and assist each other with their goals. Today, we see this concept in the corporate arena amongst organizations like the Executive Connection and similar CEO groups. Whether you decide to take this more formal approach or not is entirely up to you. But it would be wise to find a suitable mentor who has values consistent with the direction that you want to move and the type of decisions that you will need to make. Qualities such as mutual trust, confidentiality, respect and a willingness to help are components that are needed in this type of relationship. Likewise, if you're going to benefit from OPE, consider finding ways of paying back this debt by assisting others in their life's journey. Decisions and Values Most decisions and responses come about because of the presence of a stimuli of some type. This is as it should be. But one of the reasons poor decisions come about is because we respond too quickly to the stimuli. In other words, the gap between stimulus and response is too small in time to enable us to weigh up the possibilities and the outcomes. The quality of a decision is often linked to taking more time to consider making the appropriate response. This implies thinking rather than just waiting or procrastinating on the making of a decision. Those people who make better decisions often give a greater attention to thought, reason and a simple decision-making structure. Remember, common sense is really not that common. If it was, most people would be better off. Another possible stumbling block is that some people use the small space of time between stimulus and response to clarify their values on the subject in question. It is not recommended to clarify your values in the heat of the moment. Values need to be thought out, clarified and cemented in our thinking before we ask to test them in real life. There is a clear correlation between those who have some values that they live by, that have stood the test of time, and the quality of decisions being made. The Life Navigation Manual is there to assist you to clarify your values, and this will in turn give you a clearer structure through which you can make better decisions. Singular Thinking most people think in working with a particular problem, crisis or difficulty that they're required to make a decision singular. Often the key to outstanding success is to get out of singular thinking and get into multiple outcome or possibility thinking. Wherever possible, come up with multiple courses of actions that you can take. Lee Iacocca, the ex-president of Chrysler, said that he always liked to have what he called a vanilla, chocolate and strawberry option. Often it doesn't cost that much more to have these, and you may be better off to implement three flavours of a decision, measure the outcome, and thereby learn which approach is much more satisfactory. This promotes learning, and it adds to your experience base, and it gives you options. Problem solving. Some of you may be wondering why we're covering problem solving in a decision-making module. They're interrelated. The reason that in many cases we have problems is because we haven't made an appropriate conscious decision and followed through with it. If our problem is lack of energy, dollars or the like, our solution lies in making an appropriate decision with a plan and following it through to solve the problem. Our attitudes towards problems. Everyone has their fair share of problems, but how we view them is vitally important. 
If we only see problems and difficulties as a crisis, we can often miss something of their great worth. The Chinese have an interesting way of writing the word crisis in their culture. The word crisis is actually made up of two words, which in essence have separate independent meanings. They are the two words called danger and opportunity. When put together, they form the word crisis. This is not only an insightful portrayal of the situation, but it also gives us the chance to work on and find an opportunity and take advantage of it. How many crises and problems have been viewed only as negative occurrences, rather than unique hidden opportunities to be seen, experienced, and turned to advantage? W. Clement Stone said it this way: "In every problem is the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit." There are countless examples of people who have turned their problem into a unique opportunity to market a product, a service, or design an invention. The space race. And the pursuit to put man on the moon encountered many problems, but we, as a society, are enjoying the benefits of their solutions. Even the humble product of Teflon was invented as a response to a problem that they encountered. Problems are opportunities that are wrapped in black. Money problems. Money flows to those who have the product, service, or invention that eliminates a problem or unsatisfactory process or result. A great place to find money-making opportunities is to look where there are problems for which people are anxious for a solution. There really is no such thing as a money shortage. There is only a shortage of creative ideas. Focusing your attention on problems or crises and the hidden opportunities within them is a great place to look for potential future income or a new business. Problems produce opportunities. A decision-making and problem-solving process. There are many varied approaches and frameworks to solving problems and making good decisions. These range from the simple to the complicated. Obviously, the best one is the one that works for you and is consistent with both your strengths and weaknesses. If you have a tendency to rush into decisions or superficially treat outcomes rather than real causes of the problems, then an approach that slows you down would be useful. This would ensure that you apply the adequate amount of thought within the process. And it will increase the quality of the outcome. Steps to success. Here are some steps for you to consider in your quest to improve the quality and outcome of decision making and problem solving. Use these as a commencement point for designing and implementing your own framework that is suitable for you. Clarify the problem or decision to be made. This is always best done in writing, and it is also useful to do this in a quiet location. What specific outcome do you want to achieve? Identify a time frame by which you will move into action and implement the actions that you decide upon to solve your problem or decision. List those who are impacted most by the decision or problem and ascertain whether or not they should be a part of the process. Do they have the skills and abilities or insights that can enhance the knowledge base upon which you will make the decision? Gather as much information as possible, leaving appropriate time for thinking. Remember. You will never have all the information. By the time you think you have all the information, the world will probably have changed, and opportunity may well have passed you by. Come up with the best three solutions and ensure that these solutions are consistent with your values. Decide upon your preferred decision and implement it immediately. Win, lose, or draw. Do a review of the outcome of your decision. Evaluate what you learnt. What could you have done better? What won't you do again? 
and what can be added to your experience base as an outcome from this decision. Temporary decisions. Not all decisions have to be permanent. This may be stating the obvious, but you can trial a decision and revisit it in the future. This will help you to ascertain the results and either continue with the decision or move on to other possibilities incorporating what you've already learnt. Age and decision making. Age doesn't always have a whole lot to do with maturity. Nevertheless, as we grow older and mature, our decision making resource base has developed and provides a good basis for both decisions and problem solving. However, if we're not careful, we can become a little too pragmatic in our approach and squeeze out spontaneity. I remember a mature businessman once telling me that he gained great benefit from having senior staff in his business under the age of 30 years. When questioned about this, he replied, Young people are great. They're not frightened to make a bold decision and then work like a dog to make it happen. There may be a link here. Sometimes it's not the bold decision-making that's the problem as we mature. It's more likely the willingness to butter up again and work real hard to make things happen. Remember, a bold decision will also require bold action and great commitment to pull it all together. Making the bold decision and not following through appropriately is a prescription for a disaster. It really is a question not of confidence, but confidence in your ability to pull it off. Winston Churchill reminded us of this when he said, Sometimes it's not good enough to do our best. Sometimes we have to do what is required. Should I or shouldn't I? As we've said previously, the act of not setting a positive goal and moving ahead probably means we are currently on track to achieving a negative goal. In decision-making, this is no different. Not to decide to take a new course of action really is a decision to stay with the old. Not that this is necessarily bad, but you will probably not discover new insights and opportunities unless you make new decisions for yourself and your work. Edison, we are told, did not try and make the electric light. However, he decided to invent the electric light. There is a huge difference between these two mindsets. It's been said, unfortunately, trying for some people allows them to fail and maintain their honour. Deciding to go through with a course of action will in most times and situations lead to success. Edison experienced nearly 10,000 different ingredients and processes before he was successful with the inventing of the incandescent light. He was asked about this by a reporter one time as to how he felt about failing 10,000 times before he succeeded. Edison replied, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I just found 10,000 things that didn't work. Decisions, resolve and follow through can bring you the achievement of your goals. The opposite will probably see you being average.